Welcome to the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. I'm Sulon Carrick and I'm passionate about inspiring, motivating, supporting and informing women over 50 to embrace this exciting time of life. Health and wellness in mind, body and spirit are the foundations for living well, but there is so much more to a life well lived. Each week through conversations with my guests, I'll be presenting topics that will help us all to live well and enjoy life. So join me as we discover new ways to become women living well after 50. Are you ready to start living? What are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome to episode two of Conversations with Women Living Well After 50. I'm Sulon Carrick and it's lovely to have you join me and my guest today as we discuss topics that will help us all to become women living well after 50. Let's get started. And today I'm joined by the lovely Leanne Le- from Cresting the Hill to discuss why many of us find it difficult to show kindness to ourselves and why we think it's time to become our own best friend. Now a bit about Leanne before we start. Leanne lives in Western Australia with her husband in the southwest. She blogs over at Cresting the Hill about her journey towards authenticity, settling into an unbusy early retirement and embracing the second half of life. Midlife has been her turning point in finally finding self-acceptance and a deep and abiding joy in every day. And isn't that what we're all hoping for? So welcome, Leanne. Lovely to have you join me. Great to be here. It's very, very different and new and exciting. So, yeah, it's good. Well, we're all stretching ourselves, aren't we? And that's good. That's good. It helps us to grow. And uh, I think technology is wonderful because you're on the other side of Australia to me and uh, we can still have a chat and also chat with all our um, Facebook friends as well. So um, I wanted to start off by asking you uh, what you think the meaning of self-kindness actually is. We were talking about this a little bit last week, I think, wasn't it? And um, and self-kindness, I think actually self-kindness is a nicer way of saying it. You know, we also talked about self-love and self-love kind of is more, a bit more confrontational again, whereas being kind to yourself is something that is getting easier to do with time. You know, we're better at thinking, well, you know, it wouldn't actually hurt for me to be allowed to go and just, and see that word, allowed, allowed to yeah. go and do something. According to who, no one cares, you know, but we're sort of like, oh, I wonder if I should. Um, but I think I think it's just allowing ourselves um, to be able to do things that are fun and not, not necessarily having a purpose or a responsibility or, you know, a plan. It's just got something that we might like to do that brings us a little bit of joy, has no intrinsic worth, but is is fun, you know. Yeah, and I think it all comes down to mindset as well. When you were saying aloud, that's how we, yeah. that's our our really how our generation, I would say, is being brought up. You know, do unto others, be kind to others, and you know, if you were kind to yourself or did something for yourself, you were being selfish or or whatever. So it is. Um, it is a bit of a mindset there that we have to start thinking about 
how we talk to ourselves. I mean, sometimes, you know, you do something and I'll do it myself and I go, oh, you're an idiot. Well, would you say that to someone else? You'd probably no, be much nicer never, to them. You know, we raise the bar so high and we, mm. we just, um, yeah, we're just not friends with ourselves. Yes. And, uh, and I think that that's something that um, you need to think about more. We're our own best yeah. friend. How would we treat them? How would yes. we treat our partners and our family? Um, and I think that, you know, why do we feel we're less? Why do we feel that we don't deserve that? Um, we were discussing, you and I had a conversation about this and, and that's how we came to say let's do this um, yeah. uh, chat today uh, because we also had the idea that women feel guilty yes. and or they, as you said, they don't feel deserving to show themselves yeah. kindness. So why do you think that is? I think it's because I think it's something to do with how we were brought up. I'm not. I don't think our parents deliberately said to us, um, "You're you're a girl, or you're the oldest in the family, or you have to put yourself last." But there's just something in our makeup that that made us think that everybody else came first. So, and and even as like I was thinking about the different generations of motherhood now, because our daughters are much better. At leaving a little bit of space for themselves even after they've had children um, you know they talk about me time and um, you know having some time out or putting the kids you know like giving giving them to somebody to babysit or to daycare or to whatever so they can have some time for themselves we never did anything like that and no, um, didn't know what self-care was no no and it was funny this expression came up when I was thinking about this do you have you ever heard the expression um, burnt chop syndrome no, I haven't actually. No. Well, I thought maybe it was just something I'd made up in my head, but I Googled it and it's actually a thing. Um, and what it is, it's the mother thing where if you were cooking, you know, dinner for the family and you had a whole lot of chops you were cooking and one chop got burnt, who would you give it to? Yeah, the mum would take it. The mum would take it every yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. If you were making cupcakes because your friend was coming over or for the family, and one of the cupcakes was a little bit burnt or a little bit off or a little bit whatever, you would take that one, you would never consider offering it to somebody else, you know, and that's part of just, it's just an intrinsic part of what we have inside ourselves that we we will automatically do that. You know, my husband would be quite happy to have the burnt chop, but I wouldn't think of giving it to him. Mm. Um, that's, you know, a good, so, yeah. that's a good analogy, actually. Um, you know, I look at my mum when I was growing up and we, you know, she didn't work, so we had the one-income family and Dad was just a blue-collar worker, nothing wrong with that. It was, um, he worked hard to provide for his family. But she rarely went out and bought a new outfit or things like that. It was always... Whatever she did was for the kids and um, just put up with what I thought was second best. And mm. and she never complained. That was just what she thought yeah. being yeah. a mother, being a wife was all about. And I think um, that we are sort of in a bit of a middle generation because um, yeah. I know towards the end of high school I was coming through when women's lib was coming out and so... It wasn't quite there, so I was sort of in the in the midst, and yeah. um, so of course I didn't come from a family that 
believed in that sort of thing. As we talked about the other day, you know, you, the parents' attitude was, well, you're going to get married and have kids. Why do you want to go to uni? So, which is another topic altogether. But, um, yeah, so I think that perhaps our generation is getting better, but we're still not there. But the next, I think we've taught our children differently and that it is important for them to to look after themselves and to be kind to themselves. And um, I think another thing is that, um, you know, uh, we have this guilt. How can we remove that? What, what sort of things do you do um, in to order to change our mindset? Because I know for me, you know, I'm nearly 63. It's a long time to change a mindset that you've had for 60 yeah. years or something. Yeah. So so any thoughts on how you could change that? This is where is being married to a counsellor comes in handy because you get to ask these sort of questions to them. You go, why am I like this? You know, what am I doing wrong? What how do I how do I take myself to the next the next level? And he's always got some wonderful answer that I think, oh and he was talking about the difference between self-esteem and self-acceptance. And he was saying that self-esteem is very fragile and we all are work, trying to work on our self-esteem, but self-esteem gets crushed whenever somebody says something to you or, or you think they've said something or thought something, you know. So, um, you know, you might think, oh, you know, Leanne talks too much and straight away I think, oh, you know. Um, whereas self-acceptance is knowing that you have flaws um, but also knowing you have good stuff as well. Yeah. And then somebody somebody points something out, like Leanne talks too much, then I can think, yeah, I know, but you know, I also have quite a lot of interesting things to say that might be worthwhile, you know, and um, and learning to, to have that little negative voice that pipes up and have an answer to it that allows you, you know, to say, well, you know what, I'm doing pretty good, you know, mm. not perfect, mm. not there yet, but... Um, I'm a lot better than I was and I'm a work in progress and, yeah. But that's life, isn't it? I think we're always a work in progress and, and, and that's the important thing, that we keep progressing. We keep, yeah. um, you know, trying to find ways to improve life. And just comment is I love that, make friends with ourselves. And, yeah, I just think that's so important and it's a term I've heard a little bit over the last few years and I think it is important and um yeah you just treat yourself as if you would your your best friend um because we do we we need to respect ourselves enough to say that um if a woman cannot take care of and for herself she is not helping others without it being a burden to her health great point would you like to sort of Add to that. That's, yeah, that's the oxygen mask thing again, isn't it? Where you, you know, you need to. If you're pouring from it, like you can pour for a while, but as soon as the cup gets empty, all you're doing is sucking yourself dry. And and I think we can do that. I think we can keep doing it and doing it and doing it. But you become a bit of a husk, and you also become a bit of a negative Nelly. And um, you know, like, oh, poor me, and I'm okay. You know, the the long suffering parent from the good old days. You know, like oh, it's all right, I'll do it, and mm. I don't want to be that well, person. Well, I've got to say, I used to be like that, especially in the work 
in my career. Um, You know, I was in an administration manager and also, apart from other things I've done in my life, that and also um, an accountant. And I would be, I remember the year 2K. Do you remember when... um, the world the world was going to end because our computer system would crash uh, at New Year's Eve on the eve of the year 2000 when it clicked over. And I remember going into work at about 4 o'clock in the morning um, to make sure everything was okay with the accounting system. The accountant and the CFO didn't go in and here was the little bunny here going in, oh, I'll go and do it. And now that I look back, it was really a martyr sort of attitude. I thought that I was doing it. I was trying to do it from a good place because I was yeah. worrying that everything would be okay. But that wasn't my problem. I should have just let that go and, and let it go to yeah. the CFO who really at the end of the day, the buck stops with him. So, yeah, it is that sort of mentality where poor me or I'll do it instead of just saying, well, off you go, don't you go and do that and, yeah. Um, So that is very true. Um, Another couple here, uh, never stop learning and this is learning too and it sure is. We're both learning, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Her comment is, if we are not caring for ourselves, who else will? Yeah. That's a good point. And who wants to be dependent on other people to be caring for you all the time? I don't want to be that needy little person who, um, where my husband has to keep patting me on the head and telling me that I'm okay or that my kids have to be ringing every day to say, how are you going, Mum? Are you okay? You know, you're the best mum in the whole wide world. You know, I need to be have enough self worth that I can just you know and self-differentiation as per my post the other day um, where where it's not all about what other people think and what other people are doing for me it's just that I'm okay in my own little place in this world you know yeah well um, I totally agree with that and I think that um, you know you have to learn to be that way but uh, I think that you know Again, that self-respect and um, I'm just having a moment. I can't remember the word you use. I think it comes down to self-acceptance. And self-acceptance. All these things coming back to self, you know, and I think we brush a lot of it off. And the other thing I think that happens is that everything becomes a catchphrase, you know, (laughs) mindfulness, self-care, self-love. the internet is so vast and, and everybody talks about things, uh, meditation, all those sort of things that are just so good for us and yet uh, sort of you become a bit blasé and, you know, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. That's just the catch word at the moment yeah. and, and it loses its impact but it's just so important, you know, well, to... You see a whole lot of, um, you know, making it into something cutesy and I don't think that's what it is for our generation for our generation it's it's a real need it's something that we need to get our heads around and and take seriously otherwise we burn ourselves out and we become those grumpy old ladies that nobody wants to have around and you know I don't I don't want to be that person so no no I don't I don't want to either and that's not to say that sometimes you don't feel sorry for yourself everybody does we all have a down day we all have a poor yeah. me day. But it's and that's all where about you're being kind again, aren't you? And you're saying yes. I, it's okay. It's okay to do that. 
you know. Yeah. And um, another part of kindness, I think, to ourselves is, well, you know, everyone knows me. I'm into fitness and health, okay? That's, for me, important, um, especially it gets rammed home to me when I go and mind my grandsons and I've got to lift up my two-year-old who, or try and run around after him in, in the park. So for me, it's important. But there's days when I just don't feel like it. And that's fine too. I think we have to cut ourselves some slack and not always be um, putting ourselves, the bar so high for us when we're not doing it for other people. We'll, we'll let them off the hook, but we won't let ourselves off the hook. So, um, oh, we've got another, before we close, because unfortunately all good things come to an end, um, I will have a question for you in a minute, Leanne, but um, have any final summary points that you think are the take-home points from how we can become our best friend, make friends with ourselves and be kind to ourselves? Um, I think what you just said, it, those those three things are all really important. And also just I like I really like Ross's thing about self-acceptance and that thing about knowing like um, being able to acknowledge our faults and our flaws to ourselves but not dwelling on those and just knowing that every time one of those ideas comes up in your head that you've got something that you can counter it with you know and like like when even and even if you think um oh i think i'm just going to stay at home all day instead of thinking oh, i'm being lazy and staying at home all day you can just think to yourself just letting myself have some peace and quiet and serenity and i'm going to read a book and that's okay you know i'm not out to save the world i'm not it's not going to matter to anybody whether or not I'm reading a book or whether I'm out, you know, feeding orphans in Africa, um, you know, you're allowed to, everything has a time and place and you're allowed to. Yeah, and I really, I really think that's self-acceptance because um, how often uh, do you, I'll just need to talk about this too and we're, we're going on, but anyway, um, you know, the body image, the way we look, um, you, you know, the comparison, which is another topic for another day. But, yeah. you know, it's just hard on ourselves. You look in the mirror and, you you know, I know I do and I think, mm, okay, or, or whatever. But um, other people look at you so differently to the way you yeah. view yourself. Yeah. And, and, and I think the comparison, as I said, is a whole topic in itself, but it does... That, that can really cure your self-acceptance because you're trying to be somebody who you're not. You're trying to be, you think you'll be happy because I want to be like that person there. But at you, and then you might do, you might try and change and become that person, but that's not you. And you've got to, as you say, be authentic. And I think that's um, that's something that we need to to remember as well. Well, I think we've covered a lot today, but before we go, um, I'm going to, uh, I have a question for you, and it's a question that I ask of all my guests, and it is, what does living well after 50 mean to you? This is something, when you started your Women Living Well whole thing, I've been thinking about it a bit, and I was saying to you how I've been struggling a bit trying to think up blog post ideas and where to go because of the whole COVID shutdown, boring thing um and the whole living world thing just got me thinking and i was thinking the word you come back to all the time is balance because balance is a huge part of living well because if your life's out of balance you're not going to be living well 
but we always think of balance as being like like a set of scales you know like um, work work life or family work or all those sort of things and I was thinking living well at our age involves more than one or two little things I think what it oh. involves is yep. having lots lots of little things in your life getting the balance of each each thing right so you, you might give more to one thing one time and less to another but if you're giving like I was thinking about it being this this is where my blog post comes in about being like a pie where you your pie a pie is made up of slices yeah and sometimes you might have a really big slice if you're working full-time it's a big slice and you've got little slices of the other things um but if if you let one thing take up too much you're not living well if you haven't got very much in your pie, you know, you're not living well. Um, so it's kind of getting that pie cut just right. And I think yeah. when you've got all those little bits just flowing, you're living well. Well, that's a, a great piece of advice to finish on, Leanne. And um, I just want to read a quick uh, couple. I've got another comment. I spent way too many years uh, comparing myself to others from Christine. You're not alone there, Christine. I think most of us have done that, um, oh. unless you're really full of confidence, let me tell you. Um, but, yeah, thanks, for, for uh, Leanne, for joining me today and discussing ways we can all become our best friend. Also, thanks, everyone, for joining Leanne and I. And... Um, Feel free to like and share the interview um, because it might help other women as well. Don't forget to pop over and visit Leanne at uh, her website, crestingthehill.com.au and also, um, you know, say hi and maybe chat a bit more about that mm -hmm. and uh, also through her social media and I'll put the links to all of that in the, in the notes below. And I look forward to you joining me for the next episode of Conversations with Women Living Well After 50. And until then, be kind to yourself and live well. Well, thanks again, everyone. I've enjoyed it. I feel a renewed sense of enthusiasm and uh, I think you enjoyed it too, Leanne. It was good. It was very stretching. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it's all about, isn't that's it? About. Another part yeah. of living well is you know, continuing new to things. challenge ourselves yep. to try new things. So, Thanks so much for joining Leanne and I for Conversations with Women Living Well After 50. Don't forget to pop over to Leanne's website, crestingthehill.com.au and say hello to her and I'll be leaving the links to her website and social media in the comments section. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave me a comment or to share it with a friend who you think might benefit from the conversation. I look forward to you joining me for the next episode of Conversations with Women Living Well After 50. And until then, remember to embrace life and enjoy life every day. Thanks for joining me.